What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, your weekly source for all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the cart, we expand on the side character extravaganza, going from Avatar The Last Airbender into Season 1 Legend of Korra. We are your hosts. I'm Austin. I'm Ricky. I'm Ian. And this is the Cabbage Cart Podcast. And welcome back to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, where everything's made up and the L's don't matter. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the guy that does that now? Uh, Drew Carey. You sounded just like him. You sounded Drew just Carey's like... always done it. Oh, that's right. No, he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he did do it back in oh, the day. Whose line is it anyway? Yeah. yeah. Who does yeah. it now? It's some chick now. Eliza. No, nice. I, I can't. I can't some remember chick? her name. I don't know her name. I didn't. I've never seen her. Besides on the show, I've never watched the new one. You got to go back and watch the British one. That's the best one. Really? Yeah. British yeah. Whose Line Is It Anyway is, is I never even than... knew it was a remake. What's that? I didn't know Whose Line was a remake of a British show for yeah. the longest time. So the two main guys on the on the show. On the show. Yeah, uh, Ryan and Colin. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're from the original. Right. Oh, they're in the British they're one. They're in the British oh, one. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they yeah. make the show. I, I want to say Wayne Brady's also in the British one as dude, well. Dude, Wayne Brady is a musical Wayne, genius. Wayne Brady's dude. my favorite on the show. Really? Yeah, well, I think so. The, yeah, I mean, you're he, he, singing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It yeah. probably resonates really well with yeah. Ricky. He's really I, I'm more of like a, like, a, like a Colin kind of guy. Colin. <laughs> you know, like... Like that's who, who speaks to me the most on that show. <laughs> really, I really understand anyway. his character. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Let's get into Avatar news today. Avatar news. All right, I'll I'll hit the news then. We're all pointing at each other right now. Like who's going to say the news? <laughs> Uh, the news for today. So, unfortunately, we have um, some bad news for the Avatar family. Know, yeah. Uh, the Brazilian dub over voice actor for Toph, uh, we're going to try to pronounce her name as best as we can. Ana Lucia Menezes has unfortunately passed away at the age of 46 due to a stroke. Um, and we just wanted to acknowledge that and appreciate her work in the Avatar universe for Absolutely. bringing it to an international level. And she's a part of that. Right. So it's, you know, even though none of us speak Portuguese, Portuguese, Portuguese and, and watch the show, uh, it's still part of the Avatar family. Right. You know? Right. So. Having, having voiced one of the most iconic, one of the most iconic characters of the show, uh, not only Toph, she's also the voice actress for Ahsoka for the Brazilian. Brazilian Soka yeah. from the, the Clone, yeah. uh, is it Clone Wars? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and probably Rebels as well. Probably, right. yeah. Everything yeah. Ahsoka's been in. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of both of those characters. And like, thank you for bringing those characters to life. Right. You know, yeah, you're, for an audience, you're part that... of this world. You know, this universe, and and so rest in peace. Rest I'm, in peace. I'm sorry. Yes. Yep. And uh, also on today is Earth Day. Earth and Day. as we talked Happy about Earth Day, everybody. Yeah. And as we talked about, yeah, don't throw any uh, trash out your window today. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. save that for tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> there's just one day so hold on hold on at the time of this recording it's earth day it's earth day, that, okay, it's yeah. earth day. that's yeah. true but we have an episode dropping tomorrow you'll hear about the the avatar youtube stream that they got going on right now for the next three days it is it's all weekend um, yeah, it's yeah. All weekend, so yeah. we're gonna be checking that out we were gonna have it playing in the background here in the studio today but we didn't want to get too distracted uh but i'll definitely be checking in 
on that as time permits. Me too. Yeah. So. Yeah, and what's going on today um, is well, today being Earth Day. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be a week later. But uh, the uh, they're doing a live stream all day with just the Avatar. Uh, what did, what did you call them? The Chibis. It's the Chibi Chibis and, and I think clips from the show. Like, just Like the best clips from each season or something like that. Yeah. yeah. They're also running a promo code on um, – what's the website? Oh, Box Lunch? Yeah, Box Lunch. Oh, we should def- <laughs> definitely put that in our I last video. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't <laughs> like, know if that's going to be – Yeah, because it runs through the weekend. It's oh, 30% off. Yeah. But by the time they hear this – It'll be over. We might have to add that into the episode that drops tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) We should do that. Yeah. That's actually good. Um, But we didn't know that they were going to run a promo, to be fair. Right. Until today. Yeah. So. 30% off. I was looking at their merch and I'm like, what? How long has this existed? Box Launch has been around for a bit. No, but all this merch that they have. Uh, For Avatar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're really big into the, this nerd culture that's, that's popped up here past couple years. I saw somebody, uh. Two days ago, wearing an avatar, the uh, same avatar T-shirt that I have. It's like a black one with all the characters and stuff. Uh, right. And uh, I almost like we were clearly walking. She was clearly busy, and I almost was like, "Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> you like Avatar? <laughs> take a flyer. Here, take, take flyer. flyer. <laughs> take flyer. I'm the superintendent of flyers. Like pull it out of my like wet pocket from walking around all. Sweaty. You got like kangaroo pocket up front. <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Is where did you were you wearing shorts? Uh, probably. Did you like casually walk by her, but like flexing your <laughs> avatar tattoo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's funny now because I'm seeing like Ian was just saying though the nerd culture is like on the rise. Really? Oh yeah. Right now. Like, and Avatar yeah. is a part of that. So, uh, other news though that we have is we got the first look at the new pops that are coming new out. New pops that are so coming out. Sick. It's well, come out the next couple months. Yeah, well, I didn't know that you've already seen these. I have. I, <laughs> I, well, we talked about it a couple episodes. Yeah, ago. yeah. But it was like the new line. You're like, oh, I've already seen those. I ordered them. <laughs> I like, saw hey, them. Oh yeah, I saw them before you. I, I did. You guys are really impressed and think these are cool. I've just been keeping it to myself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ian, we could have been ahead of the game. Uh, I mean, honestly, to be fair, I I don't think there are pictures for them when I ordered them. Oh, okay. I just I saw what they were and I already knew what it was. I was like, I'm getting those. It's Avatar Pop order. Right. Like yeah. Suki, Suki Pop. Yeah, I get that. So, uh, do we have the, them pulled up right now? I, can, I do. There, there is some. There's a lot of exclusives in this in this wave. Uh, but we the pops that are the the general pops that are in this wave are going to be Ozai, Suki in in a Kiyoshi Warrior garb. Um and Zhao, I'm like that looks like a, a Iro General Zhao holding. I want to say holding uh the moon spirit. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 He's holding the moon spirit. I didn't know he was holding anything. That's super cool. The he has a a, a variant where he he has a he like glows in the dark and he's holding fire instead of oh the that, okay that's cool. And then there's Tai Lee, and there's there's a season three Aang using all all four elements. Nice. That's the that's the main wave. You're gonna be able to get those pretty much anywhere. Uh, and then I I lost the picture for all the exclusives. Ricky had the other ones, but in the exclusives, so one that I remember because it was one that I really liked was there's gonna be a blue spirit uh, yeah, Zuko. There's a blue spirit Zuko. Here we go. Oh, you got it. Nice. Yeah. So from Hot Topic, actually, so the the Zhao exclusive is Amazon. Um, the glows in the dark. He's holding a, a a flame. And then Hot Topic has a glow in the dark, uh, blue spirit. Nice. Blue spirit. Okay. Hot Topic. And then there's a May from Bam Collectibles or something like that. You can go to their website and find her. 
Uh, and then there's a couple different Aang. One's a metallic and one's a glow-in-the-dark exclusive where he's holding the uh, his glider. You kind of got to go all over the place to find these exclusives. Uh, that's the point. I th- that's Oh, really? Yeah. Spread the love Spread the a little love. bit. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> that makes sense. Pops are crazy, crazy popular. They're, I mean, it, unless you get them from a, like a, a dealer like me <laughs> who, who resells kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, they're cheap, relatively. Yeah. 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 So, they're a fun little... Inexpensive collectible piece, right? And I think that's why they're so popular. I mean, yeah, they they can relatively cheap when they first come out. They're like twelve bucks or or whatnot. If they go vaulted or anything like that, uh, sometimes they go up. I've had a six hundred dollar pop in my collection at one point. Wow, it was a Game of Thrones pop. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was headless, headless Ned Stark. Head, headless Ned Stark. Yeah, it's worth uh, more than that. Now, it's worth it? more than that right now. Yeah, <laughs> I brought the, I bought the Bruce Lee one from a comic book shop, thinking that it was this like eighty dollar one that he had there for thirteen dollars. But it turns out I bought the one with the he was wearing the wrong colored pants. Yep. yep. Mm. He needs he had the black pants Bruce Lee. Yep. Is the one that's expensive. I had I bought the white pants one. Oh Whoa. man! From Enter the Dragon. It, it's it, honestly I'm not big into pops. That thing's sick though. <laughs> it's sick. It is pretty, cool. and so it makes. But it makes me excited for the Avatar ones too. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be good. I'm gonna have. I'm. I actually reordered the previous wave too, so we're gonna have. We're gonna have all the pops here. I'm gonna try to go around to all these damn places and get these exclusives, nice. and and have them uh, on display here at the at the studio for sure. That'll be awesome, dude. I'm, I think it's really cool. I'm. I didn't know that they made glow in the dark pops. Um, yeah. The Aang one, I'm assuming his arrow's going to glow. Ar- his arrow oh, and his nice. eyes glow, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to black out all the windows in my house and just like just get a black light. Just <laughs> yeah. get a black light. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. No, black out all the windows. <laughs> and then do That's the black light. And then we'll play hide-and-go-seek in the dark. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Ooh, with Nerf guns. <laughs> Glow-in-the-dark Nerf Glow guns. Glow-in-the-dark Nerf guns. <laughs> e, that, we're onto something there. Yeah, We'll there write, that down. write that down. Write, write that down. down. Write that down. Uh, and then also just something, this isn't necessarily news, but just something that uh, I picked up off of Amazon is this really cool little Avatar, The Last Airbender trivia book. It's got uh, a little over 100, about uh, actually about 200 different trivia pieces in here. Um, that are uh, I, I, it's not from Nickelodeon in particular. In fact, it's not branded at all. I don't even. This isn't a licensed. It looks like a like someone put this together. Yeah, yeah. it's not a licensed piece. But uh, Zuko doesn't have a scar on the front. He sure doesn't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He <laughs> sure doesn't. Oh my god. So the trivia in it actually isn't bad, but there, we're gonna have a whole episode on where we talk about the trivia coming up here, and because uh, some of them are very questionable, but that's what yeah. makes it kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, some of you them. You sent are... me one the other day, and. and and uh, I answered it pretty much correctly, and you're like, "No, that's wrong." According, <laughs> according to the book, you're wrong. <laughs> the oh, book's always right. But what we're finding read, out is read it? us off one, Ian. I'm just going to read the first one. All right, the how first about, one. How about that? You, you can't answer because you probably already seen it. Uh, yeah, actually, I didn't. I just ran, ran, went in randomly, like halfway through the book. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So the very first question in this book is, "What is the name of the Earthbender who appears in the opening introduction of every episode of Avatar: The Last Airbender?" Sud. <laughs> that's actually a good one though. So, that, that yeah, is, that, that is a good, good one. one. He's yeah. Roku's earthbending teacher. Right. So here's trivia. He was the original character model of Toph. Yeah. And then and then they created Toph instead and then repurposed Sud to be uh Roku's earthbending teacher. So anyway, we're gonna have a lot of fun with this trivia book. <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Okay, <laughs> and and uh oh you got another one? I want uh Yeah crap. Okay. Aang's natural opposite is earthbending. Toph needed to teach Aang to stop thinking like an airbender. So many times she said, you need to stand your ground and hit it head on. Whereupon Aang said, 
Maybe I should approach it from another angle. What's the question? I don't understand. <laughs> I think you read I the answer. Did you I read really? the answer. No, I didn't. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Do it again. <laughs> oh, what was the first airbending talent showed by Aang? What? See, this is what I'm saying. Unlicensed. Wait. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Did you get okay, it? I'm sorry. Man, I'm You messed idiot. it up? I, I messed it up. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, okay. I gave you the answer. I'm not going to read it again. Let's, okay. do, let's do one more. Let's okay. do one more. Uh, what was the first airbending talent showed by Aang? Um, in the show, would that I mean? But he does the air scooter in the intro of the episode. The first time you see airbending in the show, in the show, what was it? A sneeze. I'm gonna go with Ricky's answer. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. So what he, up? Two he, for two. I can't, re- I can't give you a high five. He went ten feet in the air by sneezing. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I Woo! think this is gonna be <laughs> Hey, I'm go. pumped now. <laughs> this is gonna go. be fun. I think it's... we're gonna we're gonna do a, an episode here in the future on 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 uh, Avatar Trivia. A little we, teaser. We should do a like a game. We should make it a game show. We should. Where'd you, so where'd you pick this up? Amazon. Do you know the the seller? Um I don't know the seller. If you just literally type in Avatar Trivia, it's it'll come up. It's like Less than ten bucks, I believe. It's a it's a soft cover book. It's not very big. About two hundred trivia pieces. There's no pictures or anything. There's obviously some fan art on the front. Because yeah, definitely. Sock because Zuko does not have a scar <laughs> and doesn't even look like Zuko. By no, the way, not really. He looks like Jinora, kind of. He kind like of does. from this far, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Got but a there, rounder. There face. actually is some cool art on the back though. But uh, coincidentally, the head Zuko, first of all, totally looks different on the back than he does on the front. Sure. Well, and he's facing the other way, so he can't see the scar. So maybe that was intentional. <laughs> I wonder. I design. think it's probably intentional. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a cool little. It's a cool piece. And it's it's going to be fun. Check out the socials. We're going to post them up on our socials. Uh, for sure. For sure. And then we'll let you know where exactly we can we can pick this yep. book up. And it's specific to just Avatar. It doesn't go into Korra at all. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. So, that, so that's uh, if you wanted to do your homework, all you need to do is watch Avatar, right? Which we do all the time. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we do anyway. Every so week. let's get into it. Let's get into today's topic. So we are continuing the side characters, right? Side characters by that's why we opened the show up where everything's made up because we don't even know what we side really characters know. are. So uh, there were two characters that we forgot last week from Avatar. From Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, they are Jinfu mm-hmm. and Master Yu. So those are the two Earthbenders sent to hunt down Toph Beifong, the ring, the ring master. What the so, wrestling yeah, guy? Yeah, Jinfu Jin is the is the announcer or the the or guy that's putting on the the uh, ringleader. The ringleader. I don't. I don't know. The, I don't know the term. The underground bending mm-hmm. tournament arena. Arena, and then Master Yu is uh, Toph's uh, Earthbending master. Right. Okay. Quote, and I think those quote, earthbending masters. I think those would qualify as maybe even tertiary characters. Well, they appear across multiple episodes. They try to hunt down uh, Iroh and Zuko at one point when they run into them at the oh, Oasis. That's right. Oh, that's true. You know, because they're like, okay. "Oh, we've just expanded," and then they lose them when they when they dive into the white white lotus. The white lotus helps them escape, and then uh, <laughs> that's yeah, right, they do. And then they end yep. up capturing uh, Toph at the very end, and then. Metal bending becomes a thing, right? Okay. I think the fact that that they are involved in the metal bending storyline makes them significant, right? So those are really. I mean, I'm sure we missed a few, and uh, hopefully the fans reach out and let us know which ones we may have missed from the Avatar series, right? Those last two episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into, we're going forward. We're going to do side characters now on this episode for the Legend of Korra, starting right. season one. 
before we get into Legend of Korra season one side characters, you didn't start. You know, you were doing a little research. Oh, man, let's just go. So, our, the definition of side character. This is something okay. that we've talked about a few times. I don't have. I don't have a, a, a specific de- uh, definition for a side character. So, I, I decided last night I was going to look up all the characters of season one of Korra. So, according to the wiki, um, the main the main characters of season one are Korra, Mako, Bolin, Asami, Tenzin, Lin, uh, Jinora, and Tarlock. Those are considered main characters. Yeah, according to according to the wiki. Okay. Um, and then uh, the recurring characters that have multiple episodes are going to be Milo, uh, Iki, Aman, Hiroshi Sato, Yakone, General Iroh, uh, and Katara. So they don't make any mention of any of the other tertiary kind of characters. Um, actually, I don't think they mention Katara at all. Um even though I, I I consider her a side character, yeah. they don't mention Pema, and they don't mention any of the triple threat triple threat triads. So I guess that still kind of fits our definition of a side character or a supporting character because like that's kind of that's basically like the 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 crew, right? right like right. the people that we just listed are the crew. We didn't include the gang, so we I mean that still kind of fits our definition, right? Right. Well, so I my studying. <laughs> Sent me to like a, a literary website where they were talking about the different archetypes for characters and writing and stuff like that. So there's no re- – apparently there's no real definition for a side character. It's uh, – you got supporting <laughs> supporting characters uh, that support the main character. In this case, Korra or Aang is the main character, the protagonist. And then you have you have uh, the antagonist, and in in this season it's Amon, or I guess they're in the wiki they're talking about Tarlock being the the antagonist because he he's kinda, one of them. He's one of them, but he doesn't really end up being the main bad guy in season one. Yeah, I see what, but I I still feel like he's a side character. I don't I, know, like don't, he supports the main antagonist. Well, kind of. He he drives the the narrative a, a certain way towards the end of the season. I don't know. I think he's a I think he's a side character. I don't know why he's in the main character uh, category on the wiki, but whatever. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's the same conflict that we had with the last two episodes. Is like how do you being defining a side character is kind of subjective in a way. That's what it feels like. I, I mean, side character doesn't really exist as a term but it, it it's kind of intermingled with with supporting characters and and stuff like that yeah it would be so. interesting to see what the creators because i'm sure they have a list like like when they're creating a story they write down who's who in their roles i'm right i bet you there's an official right list of who's mm. a main and who's a side. well like okay so essentially cora is the is the main she's the main character because the story right. is about cora right and then everybody else is a supporting character Pretty much everybody. Supporting being almost kind of synonymous with side. Right, kind of. Right, right. So you get like these one-off, you know, characters. Those are those are kind of tertiary characters. Um, they don't really they, – they serve a single purpose. They, they don't really move the narrative, whatnot. Like, like Combustion Man. Right. He doesn't really move the narrative. He serves a purpose of, of a, you know – a bad, an, just a bad guy in the episode. An, a, a one event, all, you know, they're they're fighting Combustion Man, you know, at this one time. You see, I don't think we would be having this problem if the characters in Avatar weren't so well done. I, you know, I if mean, it was right, it right. was a little more 
black and white, but it's not because all right. of these characters get some form of development, and it makes it really it makes that line blurry. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's true. So, kind of with that being said, um, even though Lynn and Tarlock are uh, in the wiki considered main characters, um, I I think we will be talking about them as side characters. It's important, I think, to uh, figure out who we're not going to talk about. Who deserves a, a their own standalone. standalone? I got Korra, okay. Mako, Bolin, Asami, Tenzin, and Amon. Yeah. So I think the gang and with uh, Mako, Bolin, and Asami, and then Tenzin being the Uncle Iroh kind of character, and Amon being the main bad guy. And we're solely talking season one here. Right. Yeah, yeah. Season one. Now, Lynn, we're kind of stuck on. <laughs> on the, yeah, we're kind yeah. of on the, on the fence about Lynn because she is a main part of season one. Um, but she's throughout the whole series. Yeah. I think Lynn, well, that's what I was about to say about Tenzin. It's like Tenzin's kind of blurry for me because he's got other people with him that are reoccurring as well. And like Lynn's kind of like that too. Like like they like they have people under them that so it's like in a way they're kind of right. They're kind of. I would put Lynn in the same category as Tenzin. Like if we're gonna yeah, definitely Tenzin in they're that definitely list, on the then then we have Lynn's to put Lynn. List. Hmm. I agree. I uh, agree because I have them. They're on the same tier. Yeah, they're on the same tier. Which is probably why the wiki has them as main characters, pretty much. Right. So the wiki has Lynn as a main character. Yeah, has oh, Lynn okay. as a main character. Okay, but we initially were thinking, but yeah, now that I think about it a little bit more, I think she's a they're they're a big part. Lynn's the whole Bayfong family is a right. huge part of Korra. Yeah, and just Avatar lore in general. They're right. kind of famous, very right. very mm-hmm. famous, and yeah, they're know. like prominent figures in the in the Avatar world. Yeah, I right. mean, metal bending helped save the world. Yeah, you get the point. A whole city yeah. dedicated to just metal, so all metal bender, metal benders can be there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Lynn is kind of a side character. I think we'll save. I think we're going to save her. Okay, we're going to save 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 Lynn and the Bayfongs for uh, a single episode. Apparently, do we all agree on that? Ian seems like he doesn't agree. I don't. I I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm down for either way. I. I, I want to talk about Lynn because she's one of my favorite characters in the yeah. show. <laughs> I, I freaking love Lynn man, so she, much. When she gets her bending away, saving the air nomads. Dude, I, yeah, Oh, man. my God. Yeah. And she hops on on the ship and just rips the whole, like, plating off of it. And yeah. It, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. so, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Lynn and the Bayfongs in, in, in one episode. Um, so I guess we'll save, we'll save Lynn for, for another episode. A, a, a Bayfong family episode would be yeah. would be awesome. Oof, that would be Bayfongs. really cool. That may be something we want to look at. Okay. Um, so then that brings us to the other ambiguous is Tarlock. Tarlock. So as a matter of fact, we have Yukon down here on this list. So let's let's. You want to talk about Tarlock and Yukon? Yeah, time? yeah, okay. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Tarlock, the the fight they have in in his chamber, Katara versus Korra, or Tarlock versus Korra. Okay. In his chamber where she goes when, when he <gasps> yes. bloodbends her. Yeah, 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 yeah. That fight's so oh, sick. Oh, my God, yeah. I think that's one of the first real, like, badass fights of, of Korra. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I disagree. Uh, well, I guess it's, it could be the first badass fight. Um, you don't really see a whole lot of, of uh, combat in the first episode. But when you – when uh, – when Mako, we're not saying we're, gonna, we're not going to talk about Korra and Mako, 
Um, but I'm talking about Koromako. So when they go and they try to find Bolin, when when a, a uh, he was captured by the triple by the, threats. The yeah. triple threats. He went with the triple threats, and they were yeah. they were um, up to shady stuff. Yeah, shady Shin got him into shady stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when when they go to find uh, uh, Bolin, and they get they get met in this like town square with the these chi blockers. Oh and, yeah, yeah, dude, and, you, and they just like. They they jump over and they start chi blocking Korra and and just the cinematics that that are going on with with that scene, you're like oh shit that's the kind of show that this is going to yeah, be yeah yeah it 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 was it was dope when, she, when yeah. they when they hit him with the with the the punches to block their chi oh god oh yeah oh, that was god. sick that was sick another another side note on that episode I'm geek, <laughs> I'm geeking out right now because I just saw it I just saw it have you ever I, I'm gonna ask Austin because you have like 17 dogs out here uh-huh. so have you ever seen a dog Drink no. water. Oh, do you no. know how they drink water? No, never. They like they like curl their tongue, like backwards, and it like splashes their mouth. That's weird. It it is weird. If the slow motion of a dog drinking water is really weird. So the, one of the next frames in, after that fight is is where Naga is going and drinking water with Pabu, and and it and it and they animate the dog drinking correctly. Like nice. if you were to pause the frame, you if would you were to pause the, the frame, you see the little scoop and a little splash of water in his mouth. That blew my mind. Nice. Pay attention to detail, dude. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> blew Wait. my mind, man. That's the kind of stuff that like really gets you. He's like, yes. Yeah, it blew my mind. Tarlock. Tarlock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some. I, I have something to say about Tarlock, right? And you come. How all of the 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 male figures in in the water tribe, northern and southern, they all look the same. They do. They're all like <laughs> ultra masculine, thick necks, giant jaw lines, like tough looking dudes. I mean, Tarlock is pretty much. Uh... We said it. Cool Hakoda. <laughs> Did we say <laughs> yeah. it last episode? Cool Hakoda. <laughs> no, uh, Tonrock. Is a cooler. Oh yes, yeah, dang, it, dang it, dang it, yeah, dang it, dang it. Yeah, it was Tom Rock. That's right. Yeah, Tom Rock is cooler. Uh, this is totally side note, not related to them as a character at all. I'm just saying, like in general, they kind of all have like the same structural well, build. The Tarlock looks exactly like Unalak. Yeah, who wins, Tarlock or Unalak? <laughs> I don't even know, dude. Bloodbending? Come on. Oh yeah. Yeah, bloodbending. Yeah. yeah. Bloodbending no way. Yeah. Bloodbending OP. Yeah. So Ricky had a really good point well, you made about Tarlock and well, and, and just uh, yeah. We're, the, so when we talk about these characters, we're going to end up talking about you know Amon and and the game right at, at some point in some shape or form. Well, it was hard for us to put Tarlock into like this side character because he's in a way he's just as bad as Amon is as far as season one goes. Because as we find out, this Amon and Tarlock or or um, um what's his actual name? What's Amon's real name? Oh, Amon. It's Noah Talk. Noah Talk. Yeah. Noah Talk. Um, they're they're Yakon's legacy. And that's, children, yeah. yeah, his children, but his legacy of taking over Republic City becomes them right. because they just had two different approaches, unbeknownst of each other. Right. But, but well, Tar- I mean, I'm pretty sure Amon, well, knew, Amar, knew what Tarlock yeah, was doing. yeah. So Tarlock was trying to take it over politically. Um, you know what? It's, it's, <laughs> it's freaking Chancellor Palpatine split into two different people, <laughs> right, bro. Dude, right. He did it politically. Tarlock did it politically. And, 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 uh, Amon did it with, with, I mean, anarchy or whatever, Revolution. you know? Yeah. And so, and then, you know, it's this, the clashing of these two, but Amon is kind of, he actually wins over Tarlock. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and then, so he's the big baddie. Well, uh, the, whereas, uh, 
I, the turning point for Tarlock, uh, I think, is when he realizes that who who Amon is. Yeah. Because the only other person that he knew that could bloodbend outside of his father, uh, when there's when there's no full moon, is Noatuk or Amon. Right. So it, he realizes what what's going on, and he's like, "Well, shit, I gotta, I gotta help out here because this guy, Noah Talk is crazy." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but does does Amon t- Amon takes his bending though, and then he locks him in the tower. He does get locked in the tower. Yeah, like Rapunzel. Yeah, and he does have those long braidy hairs. <laughs> Let so your like, hair down, <laughs> Cora, come rescue me. Tarlock, Tarlock, let your hair down. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man! I would love to see that as like a little fan made short, dude. It'd be so funny. <laughs> you just see this like long, like white locks just come on down. <laughs> I, dude, I'm kind of bummed that Amon's a uh, a main character. Obviously, he's a main character per our definition, but like, he's such a cool character. Yeah. But like, since just because we're talking about Tarlock, like he's looped into that conversation, but. There's some pretty, there's some pretty dope stuff about him that makes me. I'm, I'm on. I yeah. kind of want to like do like. I kind of want to talk about him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he, in my opinion, he's he's like the the well, because I kind of I avoid season one all the time. I don't I don't know why. I just uh, do. I love season one. I, it's really good. I start pro bending, dude. Yeah. I watched the first five episodes, four or five episodes last night, and it's great. But I feel like Amon gets lost in the mix because you got. Unavatu, which is this big ass thing. You have yeah. Zahir and then Kuvira. Like all of them, arguably, are a little bit cooler than Amon. No, I th- see. I think Amon's cooler because really? because he's not like super powerful. Because or he's not like a mm. like I'm no. I think he's crazy powerful yeah. as we learn, but he's not. He's not showing off that like oh I'm this big powerful. Fear right. me for my power. It's right. like he's behind the scenes. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. He's he's the shadow, right? Which makes him cooler, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, I really like him on. I really love season one. Yeah, well, I've always been it. a fan of season one. And I'm glad you're on the podcast today, Ricky. Because guess what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Characters oh, shit. of season one. Let's move on to Pima. Pema. 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 <laughs> I read it. I read the word and I pronounced it. Pema. Pema. What's the word? Pema. So you can probably we can probably lump all of Tenzin's kids or Tenzin's family in Correct. one, I would imagine. You no, I agree. Well, in season one, they are they're they don't play play as big as uh, they don't play as big as a role as they do in later seasons. Right. Specifically Janora. Janora gets the best treatment out of the airbender children. Right. Yeah, she gets the most character development, I think. It makes yes. sense though, because she's got the most Well, she's the oldest. I feel, I feel like Right. I feel like they were going to do that with, like, the oldest child no matter what. Well, right. okay, so if we're going to lump them all together, what I liked about them as a group is, like, it was – you got to see um, basically Aang's legacy still trying to keep the wheels turning right. with his own family. Like, they had that burden, like, to, with the air acolytes and everything like that to keep the air nomads before, you know, the harmonic convergence, right? Mm-hmm. right. Like, them as a group are, like, the ambassadors for airbending everywhere. They, right. they are the Air Nation, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's really only... They're like royalty. So, In a way, yeah. So they have... Um, An own island. What's that? Their own island. Their own, well, yeah, they have their own island. But then when they go to these the like other air temples, um, I think they go to like the Northern Air Temple when with Boomy yes. in, in, season, in season two. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're such a dick to Pema. 
They're like, they're, well, they're not, no, they're just they're they're giving her a bunch of stuff. Like you, you're the mother of of all the, right. the these are these airbenders. We're gonna. They end up being like royalty, right? And that's true. I never really thought about it like they were royalty. Well, to the other air acolytes, to the uh, yeah, to the yeah, to the air acolytes when they because they're, they're they're up in the in the northern air temple keeping it and and keeping the traditions of of the air nomads. And then when they visit, they're like, oh, the, the, the mother of of the air, all the airbenders, you know. That's where did they go? Do they go to an air temple in season one? Where when Lynn lets them escape from Amon, they escape. They get away. Where do they go? I I, I can't. Remember. I know the least about season yeah. one because I always Shoot. I always avoid it. So I'm doing a rewatch of season one at the moment. I love Cora. I really, really do. Yeah. Honestly, it's like I I think I I gravitate towards it over Last Airbender. I've once said this before on the podcast, and we're slowly understanding it. it yeah. No. It's it's really good. I like the animation in Cora. It, yeah. It's just so good. Um, the thing I like when I like when the equals come to uh, Air Temple Island and they start beating up Lynn and then all three kids jump in and, right. and save her. Right. And then, I mean, we were talking about how they're like royalty and the legacy of the airbenders. When Amon captures them all and he's about to all rid the, the airbenders, yeah. the airbending from the world, you're yeah. like, well, you better like, win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you better get this, Cora. Like honestly, if if they if if they would have taken any bending away, like that that would have that would have hurt. Yeah, that that seriously would have hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's already a small group. Right. Like they need everybody they right. can get. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even Milo, Ricky. Even Milo. I, I didn't say anything. So, I didn't say anything. Uh, when you when I think the first time you 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 see Iki and Janora and Milo is when. Um, in the first episode, when when uh, Tenzin's coming to to greet Korra and and teach her, they think she's he's going to teach her airbending. Uh, when they land, uh, I can't think of I can't think of the his his bison's name. Oogie, Oogie, like, like you guys oh, are giving me Oogies. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. <laughs> okay, so when they land, Oogie, uh, uh, Janora and Iki like jump off, and then you have Milo just like non on on Tenzin's head. It's like straight up, you know, Tommy Pickles or That's exactly what it like just yeah. non dill pickles non on his head. He's like, oh my God, get these kids off of me. <laughs> yeah, you see he's a dad. Tenzin's a dad. Right. Like he's he's like an ultra dad. I mean he's probably got like a, a fluorescent yellow shirt that he wears on Saturdays while he's doing oh my God. work. <laughs> you know? He's he's got his Jerusalem cruiser sandals on, right? If nice. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Either. You're describing my father. That's <laughs> yes, what you're I'm doing. describing your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Who kind of looks a little like Tessa. Mm, a little, little bit, maybe. Maybe just a smidge. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, but you wanted to talk. They go greet Katara. Yeah, they go greet Katara. And, and then like, what? What do they call her? Oh, they call her Grand Grand. They say, hey, Grand Grand. And, uh, well, uh, he Tenzin hands Milo over to Katara. And he's like, unhand me, you <laughs> woman. I don't know you. <laughs> Jesus. Like, that's that's your grandmother, Milo. That's your grandmother. I love Milo. <laughs> I love Milo, too. I, I know. Why I don't know why hates it so much. <laughs> Ricky's just, he hasn't even said anything about hitting Milo, and we're already like, you suck for hitting Milo. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting here. <laughs> but at that's at the time, uh, Pema is is pregnant. With, I, with I just, Rohan. Rohan? Yeah, as in the writers. As right. in the writers. Um. I think that's cool. I think having I, I like evolution in in uh, 
cinema, I guess, or like in in TV shows where you you see like a character age from season to season. Yeah, you know, I I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but she's pregnant and she ends up giving birth, and you know, I I like that kind of thing. Well, it kind of added like a little like, is this going to be another Airbender? Right. Like, right. like what are we going to see from this? Is it was kind of like a like a little surprise. Yeah, the way. same way with the age up from seasons three to four. I I enjoyed I enjoyed right. the different of the char- the difference of the character models. Right. I think that looked really cool. I think Rohan is born in season one when 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 in the Airbenders. Defend yes. Air Temple Island. Yes. He's born during that time. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I like having evolution in in shows like that for sure. I like how you're like, is is Rohan going to be another Airbender? But then season three happens, and you're like, I don't care. There's <laughs> <an> Airbenders. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> I don't Airbender. care anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> we don't need you, Rohan. <laughs> I think they just really nailed sibling the sibling dynamic. I agree. I like how they they the writers did the the dynamic of the siblings. They really, I, I feel like they had they had siblings, so they yeah, really, they yeah. really know how they how they kind of not only the siblings of Tenzin's kids, but then Ten, Tenzin with his brother. Oh, and right, sister right, as well. right, right, right. True. So true. that was cool to see because right. they kind of have a whole episode that's, about sibling issues with siblings. Right. right. So that's in season two, right? Where it's, uh, well, uh, Bumikaya, Bumikaya, and Tenzin, yeah, and then like you yes. don't, and then you see the Airbender children, and like season four, they have kind of their own story going on, their own of search for Korra, yeah, their own adventure. Hmm. Is that yeah. season three? That's season four. That's season four. Yeah. No, I mean with the uh, with Tenzin having the issue with Bumi, and or with with uh, Janora having a problem mm. with with her siblings. No, that's season two. Because in season two, that's when they go to the air temples because Korra's off training with the Unawak. That's, that's true. right. Okay. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. So, yeah, dynamic. Uh, sibling dynamic. Sibling dynamic is done really well. It's written really well. You really believe well. it. Well, even Bolin and Mako, for that matter. Yeah. Like, yeah. really good. It adds depth to the side characters, just like you're saying. They get main character love. Right. Yeah. We, we get to see their, their dynamic between each other. So, even though, we, you know, even though we consider all of Tenzin's kids to be side characters, they get that main character treatment by showing their, their interpersonal relationship with each other. Right. And I think that we can kind of wrap the like me and said we can lump those all into kind of sure. one yeah. group, right? Yeah. Next, we got to talk about Hiroshi Sato. Hiroshi Sato, also known as Asami's father, Fasha. 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 <laughs> Take the Fasha CEO away. of Future Industries. Uh, tell us all about Hiro- Hiroshi Sato, Clark. Yeah, Austin. Dude, I am so behind on season one. I uh, You're behind on Korra. Yeah, no, Korra's like, especially season one, though. Not because I skipped it, like, Ian, but just because, like, when I watch it, I just, I watch all of Korra. Right. So oh, then yeah. I'm like, so it's not like I get to really digest season one because I just finished all of the seasons. And so yeah. I'm like, I'm like, Soto, who the hell's that guy? Sato. Sato. <laughs> exactly. Soto, who's that guy? He's not a guy. <laughs> So what do we know about Hiroshi Sato? He's the he's the uh um shit funder. What's the shit funder? He f- <laughs> shit funder? No, he he funds the equalists. Yeah. He's their he's their secret private um, investor. Investor, I guess. Yeah, what's the freaking term? I, I, I don't really know. Don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's I'm the really he's good. the money behind all the all the the problems that the equalists yeah. cause. As well as the technology. Right. He he's making the shocky shocky gloves. The mecha tanks. Yeah. He's like you their know. sponsor, basically, yeah. right? And just to, you just mentioned the equalist. I just wanted to touch on this real quick. Little backstory on them. If you were interested, is in North and South on the origin of the equalist movement um, is discussed in the North and South book. Is it really? It actually yeah. originates, yep, down in the Southern Water Tribe. 
Okay. And uh, it's pretty cool. So definitely would recommend checking that out if you really liked, you know, if you're interested in hearing right. that. We also, right. we also talk about that more in depth in the Water Tried episode. I yep. think it's episode 12 or something before Ian came on. Yes. Just, yeah. just before you came on. Yep. yep. We we talk we go into depth on that. So if you didn't have the availability to read North and South, you can go back, listen to that episode. And in the future, we're going to go into North and South in depth. Yeah. Yes. I, I just bought North and South. Did you? I did. Did you get the library edition? I sure did. Yes, sir. The only thing I'm missing now is Imbalance. I think that's one that the studio is missing too, isn't it? We don't have... Uh, Yeah, we don't have Imbalance. Yeah, that's been like the We don't have the hard one. We don't have the Rift either. I have the Rift. (laughs) 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 So Hiroshi Sato um, also created the Sato Mobiles. Which is so he's Henry Ford. He's Henry Ford, basically. right? Right. Mm, cool. Yeah. One of the things that <laughs> Clark's like, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> There's my piece on that. <laughs> Season one. So Hiroshi Sato, yeah. Uh, when Cora gets to Republic City, she <laughs> sorry, dude, I'm just laughing. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Right. When she gets to Republic City, she makes a comment on how she hasn't seen any this many Sato mobiles in one one area. So I feel like that's a that's kind of a, a crappy name. A Sato mobile. Sato mobile. It's automobile. Oh. Uh, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Sato mobile. I'm just <laughs> trying to get clear. Oh buddy. man. <laughs> so. Um, since since I'm since I'm still kind of refreshing on season one, Ricky, tell us how how his story kind of unfolds. Uh, well, he funds. He secretly they go to him to Asami brings the gang in, and he agrees to sponsor the fire ferrets right. so that they can stay in the pro bending. The idea is that they make it to the end, so Mon can take their bending away in front of everyone. Right. But they end up losing because the – I think they're called like the white wolf bats or the white fine wolf bats or something. Cheat are cheating the whole that game. Brings us to Tano. And yeah, and Tano, who's in season one. Who's in season one. <laughs> um, he gets his bending taken away when they eventually do. Voiced by Rami Malek. Rami Malek, yeah. Rami Malek, I'm oh, sorry. that's cool. Yep, I forgot he, about that. Yeah. He's in what, iRobot? And, and uh, it, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's – it's man, we keep coming back to this, but Avatar has such like a A list voice acting team. Right. You're like, what? I mean, he wasn't A list at the time. Uh, yeah, I know, but everybody still. wants to be a part of it, though. Like, they, yeah, they right. I think the people that were in the industry knew what was going on at the time. They're like, this is good. Right. They, yeah. They genuinely enjoy it. Like, think of um, J.K. Simmons for four seasons. Yeah. You have J.K. Yeah. Simmons on, yeah. on on your list for four seasons? Like regularly. Yeah. A lot every of lines. episode. Uh, every episode. Tenzin, like, just so everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. It's, I'm like, that, that's kind of crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. When I learned it was him, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how does how does it end for Sato, for Hiroshi? Well, that's he gets, season four. Well, I'm not talking about how he ultimately, ultimately meets his demise. Oh, I'm talking okay. about what happens after he gets caught with. Being, being the money behind the equalist. Well, Asami, he he wants uh, he he's Darth Vader to Asami. He gives her a, a join me together. <laughs> join, we'll, join me or die. Or, and together we'll rule the galaxy. Right. And then uh, Asami puts on the glove and uh, gives him the little shocky shock. Little shocky shock. Yep, yep. You know, it's kind of funny. You keep referencing uh, Star Wars, but it actually does help. Like draw connections to yeah. characters because yeah. it's like that's something everybody knows. Yeah. So it's like oh, I yeah. talk about Star Wars all the time. Yeah. On it's this like podcast. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
God dang it. Ian just sold something. I swear to God. <laughs> no, it was just a text message. All good. Turn off my phone. We'll, we'll t- speak a little bit more on Tano. Because um, he does get, he got humbled. He gets, yeah. Because he's a, he's a dick throughout the whole show, cocky. And then Amon takes his bending. And like, he's like, he's like, Cora, you have, you have to get him. Like, you know. Who, who does that? Amon. Amon takes his bending away. Takes who's bending? Tano's. Tano, yes, yes. I, I was thinking Sato. No, okay. no. Yeah, no, okay. Non-bender. Non-bender. Yeah. Um, and then and then Tano's like, you have to you have to get him. Now, here's the question I've always had. Korra can restore people's bending post Amon. Does she restore like Tano's? She's like, mm, you're kind of a dick. <laughs> like, you know, or like Tarwok's. She's like, mm, I don't know about you. You're, you're a bloodbender, dude. Well, like, once... You tried to take a... Oh, wait. Well, Tarlock dies. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot about that. Spoilers, dude. <laughs> Man. Dude, I totally forgot. Tarlock blows himself up. I'm I'm really rusty on season one. I'm going to have to really watch that again. He, I forget about, the, <laughs> yeah, about that. How does he die again? He blows himself up. Him and uh, Noah talk. They're on the boat and he... And he shocks the gas station, gas tank, and blows him up. You've seen the memes like oh The Legend of Korra is a kid show, and it's like suicide. Like, Murder, suicide. Yeah. yeah like, oh, my God. Yeah. There's a whole yeah, meme I, It'll be just like old times. So then they blow it, up. He kills, he kills Amon as well? Yeah. They're both on the boat. Man, yeah. I, it, it, I'm going to have to rewatch that. I, I, okay. It's a great scene. Yeah, okay. I, I love No horror. talk is like crying and shit, and then he explodes. So clearly, clearly I know who Tano is. Right, but just for our <laughs> listeners, can you uh, explain who Tano is one time, one more time for us, real quick? Tano he... is the he's the the douchebag uh, head of captain of a pro bending team. That's versus that, that oh, ends up bats. in the yeah. yeah that ends up in the the um, the final match against the fire ferrets, and they cheat. They've been cheating this whole game because they do they do they stupid... pay off the refs. They yeah. well they they do like a. The the waterbender has like rocks in the water, yeah, and then they like they bend together and it like knocks like Bolin out or some yeah. shit like that. There yeah. was one he does get pwned by Korra in one shot, like. Well, yeah, that's fucking Korra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. <laughs> it's totally not fair, by the way. What having the Avatar on your team? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like having Michael Jordan on your damn team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if she only waterbends, that's like having except, Tom. Except she won that one. She won that one match because she was training as an airbender. Right. And could block every She was, every, she was using dodge. airbender techniques. Get, right. Yeah, get out of here with that. It's like having Tom Brady on your flag football team. Like, right. It's totally unfair. Right. Totally unfair. <laughs> but that's a side point. So, <laughs> anyway. anyway, so uh, we touched on Tano. He's a very minor character. Um, could we talked about Katara a little bit. She yeah. beca- She becomes a, uh, a side character in, in Korra. Which she, is a good place for her. Right, you know, it, it's a. I think it's a good evolution of her character. She, um, she becomes grand grand, and I, I think that's that was a goal of hers is to have a family and, yeah. and, and oh, to be sure. and to be grand grand. And old old Katara, she doesn't belong in Republic City. I'm no, glad. I'm glad no, no, she no. never makes an appearance. She's just in her South Pole. Being, she gets to go back being home. the best healer in yeah. the world. She gets to go yeah. back home. She gets to uh, be with family because I think family is the most important thing to her. Yeah. Um. I think it's a really cool uh, ending to her story. I really like where it took her. Um, yeah. I may be getting her confused, but doesn't she still live in a little igloo? 
I mean, she in lives the in the South Pole. Yeah, but I, I think isn't there an, a picture or a scene where it's like a bunch of new buildings, and then you have I think her I, little I think igloo right. in yeah. the middle. Like, I do not recall. Like it's the one area that hasn't been developed yet. Yeah, is her place. The the Southern uh, Water Tribe uh, is not is still not built up in the same fashion that the Northern Water Tribe is. There, no, but it gets it, it's I mean a lot better. We right. see it in North and South. It's pretty, right. yeah. yeah. It's definitely not like Republic City or anything crazy no. like that. It's right. definitely not the Northern Water Tribe, but it's it's up there. I'd put it as it keeps pace with just just about anywhere in the Earth Kingdom. You think so? I mean, look at I mean, compared to compared to Atla, where it's it's just a bunch of little huts. Yeah, because it's but been, that's in in the very first episode. That's what they make it feel like. Is it's it's still little like huts here or there. Oh, okay, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. There, it's just. I mean, the Northern uh, Water Tribe is this, is this metro- metropolis kind yeah. of, you know, water. Yeah. But in the Southern Water Tribe, it's just this town with a like an ice wall that, that mm-hmm. blocks it off. Yeah, if the show doesn't really do a lot of justice into, I think, how industrial it may be. But North and South, like when you read it, I think it will provide a little bit more uh, insight as to just how far it has come. Season two, they change. Like when they do the, the like the festival. In the southern water, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does look bigger, but maybe they just uh, evolved it yeah. from season one to season two. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, Katara. I think they took they respected her character enough to give her a very nice uh, ending to her story. Yeah, Katara and Toph kind of can lump. They're right. kind of on the same tier as well, right? Right. Like, and it was it was good to see them as side characters in this because you don't want to detract from the story of of Korra, right? And you would do that if you had main characters from Atla in Korra. Instead, right. they put them in a side character they're older now no big deal right next up is general iroh of the united forces are we do we want to talk about yukon in any other i mean we kind of touched on him with tarlock um i mean there's an importance with yukon so he he was the first uh um bloodbender since hama or Katara. katara and and the only one that could uh, Bloodbend uh, without a full without moon. a full moon, which is pretty nuts, by the way. Well, actually, Yukon is is also important to Korra, as in her because she's getting flashes from Aang right. about Yukon, and it's and it's he he's trying to tell her, and it's not till she finally connects that she understands what's going on. Right, because he was um he was on trial. Yes. Uh, what was he on trial for? For. Uh, I don't. I don't know the specifics of it, but but it was, they they come to the conclusion that he's a bloodbender at the end of the trial, right? And and like the defense tried to say that he can't be a bloodbender because there's not a full moon, and we we know we know that for a fact. And then he ends up bloodbending everyone in the one, once Sokka says that he's guilty and that he is a bloodbender, then he then he bloodbends everybody in the room, and he goes for Toph first. He does, yeah. He does. That's pretty hard. You well, know she, she well, goes after him because she, she knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she goes after him and, and she bloodbends – or he bloodbends everybody. Because Toph's always first to act. Yeah, Head you got to have somebody on that. Well, I mean – not always the first to act. I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. Waits and listens. God damn it. <laughs> but – and then – I should have bet him 50 bucks. You should have <laughs> She's not the first one to act. Um, I don't know. Yeah. He bloodbend a whole room. The whole room, dude. Without a full moon. And without a full moon. And he ended up like almost killing Aang until he went into the Avatar state. Nuts, dude. When on his giant right. giant air scooter. That's the call an ambulance. But not, but for, not me. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Meme it. 
Uh, it's already been done. Oh, okay. it's already been done. <laughs> Dang, it's so That's hard it. to be original. I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, and then the, the Yakun's legacy is Tarlock and Amon. Yeah. So. So General Iroh. General Iroh. We talk about him, you know, from time to time. Very polarizing, not necessarily character, but just a figure in Korra. Not polarizing. Not polarizing, but there's like I think it's a common thing that's like the, they really should not have used Dante Bosco for that. Right. I think that yeah, I think the the fandom is definitely in agreement that it takes it out of. It's too unique of a voice. Yeah, right? he's way too unique. Yeah, but I mean, okay. You know, he's cool at the the end when he's he's jet stepping or whatever flying amongst these airplanes and like taking them down and shit right was awesome no he's super cool like, yeah as a character but yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. voice acting thing that's that, it yeah, bugs us it just it bugs takes me it out personally. for you yeah. yeah it pulls me out it, it doesn't for me i don't know so okay. he's kind of a he's like barely a side character he's yeah he's more of a one-off character he he's used to uh as kind of a weapon essentially for Korra. yeah um but yeah. what is his uh, like occupation? Well, he's in the he's in the he's in the army for he's the he's the general, general of Fire Nation Fire Nation, Nation general, though, right? Yeah. Okay, of the United Forces. Is it the United Forces? I think it's the Fire Nation. I, thought, I don't know. I thought it was bigger than the Fire Nation. I yeah, thought it was, I, th- I thought it was bigger than one individual nation. And I thought Boomy was part of the United Forces as well. I don't know. We'll have to. That does we'll make to, sense. We'll have to fact check that. Well, when we do a uh, an Iro standalone, we probably will touch on General Iro as well. Yeah, more than likely. It's his family. So yeah. Yeah. we can we can pull up those facts, which means that we most definitely will not pull up those facts. <laughs> <we're talking about. laughs> if you've listened to the episodes prior, you know exactly where that one's going right into the forget about bucket. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the triple threat triad. The triple threat triads. Uh, cool name, first off. Cool, yeah. cool name. They all have uh, pretty cool names. <laughs> it reminds me of like dodgeball. Like blazer. Okay, Teaser. yeah, I think I think the writers Michelle. of the show, <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. Uh, I think the writers of the show like we're having fun here. Oh, for you sure. know, you know, you got lightning bolt Zolt, right? Yeah, which they're like, we're cool, but like we're like, he's kind of a douche. Yeah, we're they're they're campy kind of names, you know? Right. They're like WWE stars, kind of shady shit. <laughs> so yeah, so the the leader of the triple threat triads is lightning bolt Zolt. Um, he he's the one that gets his his uh, uh he's the first one to get his his bending taken away. So when in front of everyone, in front of everyone. So when the whole storyline where Korra and and Mako are trying to find Bolin, uh, come to find out that the Equalists capture the Triple Threat Triad, and and take their bending away. Oh right 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 right. So Man, season one of Korra is so good. I know <laughs> it, it really is. I need to I need to go back and rewatch it. So lightning bolt Zolt, uh, you don't really you don't see him until the he, he gets his bending taken away, um, but the way his bending gets taken away, it's fantastic. So he he starts when when they start fighting, he, uh, Amon gives him a chance to to win his bending, defend himself, to d- defend himself, and so he he starts throwing fireballs and stuff his way, and Amon just just sidesteps it every single time, and and he given his name lightning bolt Zolt, he starts shooting lightning everywhere. And Amon finds himself behind Zolt and starts taking his bending away. And then the lightning kind of like it gets erratic and then it dies down, changes to fire, and then the fire yeah. slowly goes away. That's yeah. so dope. It, it's like, yeah. 
it's like it, like if you know you know kind of thing right right, right? like that lightning's a step above fire so you have to like go down right this, this right here in order to take it away like yeah. you can see his bending getting weaker right like, oh, right it, yeah it's yeah it's such a fantastic thing to see Ooh, <laughs> i'm gonna go watch season one today why are you staring at me so hardcore I'm, I'm just <laughs> so uh so viper and mushi also <laughs> also get get their bending taken away i think Shady Shin, Mushi, and Viper also get their bending. Mushi means is that after he takes over Republic City, or is that in that same scene? In that same scene, before because Bolin is the last person, it's like ticking down. Yes, he's taken one by one, um, and it's all happening while Korra is trying to create steam and uh, to for cover for Mako. Oh, okay. Um, So, but uh, you see Viper in the in the very first. Uh, the very first time that Korra steps on Republic City, so you see Viper, Two Toed Ping, and Mushi uh, trying to shake down a um, a vendor or yeah. whatnot. So she uh, whoops their ass, really, and it ends up getting arrested for it. Yeah. But but the way that she takes out Viper is pretty cool. He he like throws a water ball at her, and then she sends it back to him, and it and freezes it on his face. <laughs> <laughs> And then like kicks in, does a roundhouse kick to the side of his head, and he and he hits a Sato mobile, and it breaks and it knocks his ass out. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be so painful, dude. So I don't know which um, who is who, but they're named Triple Threat Triad. One's a Firebender, one's a Earthbender, one's a Waterbender. Right. Which is I I thought it was cool. Like, hey, Triple Threat, and then they they all have a different element. So like, how do you like? Do they get assigned? You know? <laughs> all right, all right. Like, you know. Well, I, I don't know. Or like, or like, if you're a waterbender and you're like, I want to join the triple threats, they're like, mm. we don't have any earthbenders or firebenders to assign to you right now. So like, you can't be a triple threat. Can't be a triple threat. We're we're uh, you know what? Go hand out some flyers and see. <laughs> talk to their flyer manager over put, there. Put these on uh, the windshield wipers of some Sato mobiles. There you go. And then there, you know, there you go. maybe maybe we can help you out. There you go. Another thing about automobiles, real quick, this is just an observation that I had. A lot of them are convertible. It must be really nice in Republic City. Like the weather must the be. The weather? Good. Well, yeah. yeah. It's right on the beach. Yeah. I imagine it's probably like Southern California. Right on the beach. Yeah. I could see that. Because, I mean, it's just a weird observation that I made. I was like, a lot of these are convertible cars. Just Well, have you ever seen a total like a Model T? Model T? Ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, these are more like. Like later than Model Ts, though. Right? Yeah. These are more like 1930s, well, yeah. 1940s. I think vehicles. season two. You start seeing different different automobiles. That's true. Yeah. Season one, you definitely you definitely see these Model T type cars. Season four, they have a mecha tank. <laughs> <laughs> Man, technology really ramps really up. Really took off. It's uh, but like you were saying though, it's cool to see even the environment and the things in that surround the characters age as well, right? And progress, not right. just the characters like like Sokka or like Toph and Katara, right? So. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I totally got us off topic. No, sure. you're fine. You're fine. Triple Threat Triad. Uh, Viper is the waterbender. Two-Toed Ping is the firebender. Mushi is the earthbender. You know that? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that before. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't talk about... Um, well, I guess I wasn't here for the water episode. Uh, but we talked about Lightning Bolt Zolt and Two-Toed Ping in the fire episode. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's true. So We did count them. Shady Shin is a waterbender, or was a waterbender. I'm not really sure if he has if he has his bending anymore. Right. Uh, and then Mushi is he, he was like in one scene and got his ass handed to him by Korra. Nice. So those are the best. 
<laughs> yeah, anytime Korra's whooping ass, it's right, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's always a good. So, and, the, I mean, do we have any other characters that we can think of off the top? I mean, there's one guy at the bottom. Go for it, Ian. Who is he? So it's Shiro Shinobi. Who's he, the announcer? He's the announcer for for the Korra when they do the recap oh, uh, in yeah. every single episode, and he does the pro bending uh, announcement. He also does some political announcing, and I I want to say in season well, yeah. three. So he's a weird guy. He's a weird character because, like you said, he does the the recap. Right before the episode even starts, so he's almost like a narrator of the show. Kind of, yeah. Like they yeah. use his voice. Like I get it because it's like you, you like it, it's a good. I don't. I don't know what the word is for. It's not part of the world building, but like it immediately gets you into the episode. Like this is a character narrating the show, right? Right. Let, and then they get into the show. It's kind of. It was cool. So he, you see him a few times when he's when he's announcing the pro bending. Um, when they're taking over and he's literally announcing, they've <laughs> yeah. entered the box. Yeah, entered like, the box yeah. He is approaching me now. <laughs> I'm quite frightened. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, okay. And then, he, so when he comes back, we see him in season two when Bolin, uh, they're doing the mover. So he's sitting there in the theater. But when Bolin starts fighting, he starts he, like... He starts narrating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the only uh, there's really not a whole lot to talk about Shiro Shinobi, but now that you know his name, he's I mean he's he's a side character though. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, I would yeah. consider him a side character. I think if for nothing tertiary else, tertiary character. Maybe, yeah, he doesn't but, drive the story forward at all. Right. He's there for but he's fun. Uh, he, right. The fact that he does the narration before each episode though. They do that as him as a character doing that. Right. Right. It's well, right. it's the same as 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 a. Uh, Tenzin. Roku does it for right. for Atwa. Right. Roku is the previously on Avatar. Well, I guess, but he doesn't <laughs> Spot recap. Spot on, Ricky. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. Honestly, not your, bad. your your uh, impersonations are, are not bad. I w- I would consider him. He's teeters on ter- tertiary and uh, and and side character. Right. I see him on the same level as Cabbage Man. He's kind of like a recurring yes. joke throughout the. Yes. You know, because he's like silly voice and says funny. You know. Right. You know. We don't get to see uh, Cabbage Cart's, uh, the Cabbage Merchant's uh, industrialization of his operations in season one, do we? No, we just see my Cabbage Corp. Okay, that's where all. he gets yeah. framed. The Cabbage <laughs> <Yeah>. Cabbage Corp <laughs> gets framed by by Future <laughs> Industries. <laughs> oh man, uh, the poor dude, man. Just can't poor get dude. a break. Can't win. I mean, yeah, somehow and, still keeps progressing, but just I know. always getting at the front down. of of Cabbage Corp is is the Cabbage Man. I really admire that guy. I really do. So I really funny. do. Just like tenacious. Just always. <laughs> Um, so, so the the only other character that that I could think of is Amon's uh, general. I don't oh, yeah. think he has a the name. Lieutenant. The lieutenant. It's just a lieutenant. I don't think yeah. he has a name though. He was cool. I he, like how he, he was, was cool. He was cool, and I like how how you know he was like like one hundred percent about the equalist movement mm-hmm. when he turns against Amon. Right. He's like. You're a bender? No, fuck you too. Yeah, like you, you lied to all of us. Yeah. This is all wrong. And like, then you're, you're kind of thing. I think I think Amon kills him. Like I think that killed him. He gets thrown into like like a pile of like metal bars. It's like I have to read I have to watch it. Yeah, yeah he yeah. gets mm-hmm. tossed off to the side quite easily because Amon is just going full raging bloodbender now. Right. And uh yeah. Yeah, and just to clarify too, 
mustache guy. <laughs> that's what Poland calls him. Oh, mustache guy, that's right. Because he's got a Fu Manchu. Yeah. I saw a meme. It's like, uh, Sokka's uh, kind of dumb, but but uh, but kind of not dumb. Yeah. Right, like he's like he's still tr- strategic, and then they like, and then there's also Bolin, who's kind of dumb, but no, he's just kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. Yeah, dumb. true, true. Because that's who that's who their counterparts are. But, you know, like Sokka's uh, Bolin's counterpart in Atlo. So just funny. But uh, oh shoot, I was gonna say something. I totally forgot now. Must not have been important. It probably not. <laughs> probably You're gonna not. remember it in the middle of the night tonight. Damn it! You no. wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> no. With that, uh, you guys want to wrap up the show? Oh, here's what I was going to say. There it is. There it is. And this is in wrapping up the show. Just to clarify, these are just season one side characters. Season one, yeah. We're, there's a lot more to go into on the rest of Korra, and that'll be in the following episodes. But today, just season one. So if you didn't hear your character that you love the most, the side character just yet, it's it's coming down the pipe. Oh, yeah. But I think on that note, we could probably wrap it up. All right. Follow the Cabbage Cart Podcast on Instagram. Follow us TriforceAZ on Instagram. Remember to rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Cork Austin. Sorry. Cork Austin. <laughs> Austin Cork. <laughs> Ian, you all ready to get out of here? Let's do it. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Yep, yep.